Have you ever made that joke about having an inside voice and an outside voice? You know, the things that you think versus the things that you actually say out loud. Well, that kind of separation is something that is studied by scientists and researchers about how we have two of ourselves and, and consciousness. And there's actually work being done that might help those two selves become one. Now, does that make sense? Well, our next guest, I think, can undoubtedly explain this much better. Saga Briggs is with us now, freelance journalist and author of The Science of Interception and Healing Through Connection to Yourself and Others. Saga, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Simi. I'm so happy to be here. Now, can you explain this to us? Like when you talk about merging those two selves, what are we talking about? Yeah, so I think most of the time we think of the self as just one single entity, um, but there's actually, researchers are sort of discovering there's there's actually two different forms of the self, the minimal self and the narrative self. And the narrative self is sort of the story that we tell ourselves every day. You know, this is who I am. Um, this is how I feel. The minimal self is more... Um, the sense of your body from within. So when you're waking up in the morning, kind of in that, that space between dream and waking reality, when you, you just feel like you're in a body, um, that's more the minimal self. Um, and researchers are finding that these two different forms of the self actually relate to mental illnesses in different ways. Really? How? So this is still pretty early research, but um, anorexia, for example, is considered by some to be uh, a disorder of the narrative self because um, you're sort of uh, these like higher beliefs about uh, your perception of your body image are kind of overriding the sensory input that you get from your body. Um, And so those beliefs become very strong to the point where you might say, um, you know, I'm not thin enough, but your body is telling you otherwise. And depression is considered the opposite, like disorder of the minimal self, um, where you're sort of, maybe you have this sense of hyper embodiment, you're kind of slouched shoulders and you're, and you're very much, um, almost too connected to your body and need a little bit more, kind of um, sensory input, like a surprising uh, sensory input. Right. So I can see what you're saying when it comes to something like, say, body dysmorphia, right? Where you believe something on the inside that is different from the outside. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So this is like really a new frontier, right, Sega? Exactly. Yeah. This is is all quite new. Um, And I think a lot of research still needs to be done. But... At the same time, there's this really interesting field called interoception, which is um, the sense of the body from within, and researchers are starting to really understand the connection between brain and body more um, and how that relates to different disorders. So that's a really exciting um, new field of research. So yeah, what kind of difference can this research make? Like, what could it lead to, like medications to help this? Yeah, um, I think also just on a a very practical level, there's a lot of crossover with mindfulness meditation practice. So different ways, different techniques um, in terms of getting in touch with your body and improving interoceptive awareness can have really similar uh, benefits compared to mindfulness practices um, where, 
you're either actually you're either able to tune into your bodily sensations more or have a different relationship with them, which um, can relieve a number of different conditions for people. So anxiety, depression, PTSD, OCD, really any mental illness you can name under the sun. There's uh, there's promise here for improving interoception. Right. So what it, what it comes down to then, Saga, it sounds like is it's your it's like when you're arguing against your own brain, right? Your brain's automatically telling you one thing, but you are overriding that. Right. Or even even your body, if you want to put it colloquially, um, uh, I think a lot of people are maybe a bit tuned out, not really paying attention to what's happening inside their body. And this whole field is kind of pushing us in this you know, funny enough, in this contemplative wisdom direction where listening to your body, trusting your body really does have real um, wellness benefits. So is this where kind of the new study of perhaps using psychedelics comes in? Yeah, yeah. So psychedelics um, can impact both of these types of self. So we, we hear a lot in psychedelic science about dissolving the ego um, and kind of shutting down this part of the brain called the default mode network, which is sort of the story you tell yourself. But it can also, psychedelics can also impact uh, the minimal self and just this sense of, you know, how your bodily signals come together and are integrated to create the sense of you being in your body, what that feels like when you wake up every day. Um, and the interaction between these, these two things, um, yeah, is, is modulated by psychedelics. So there's some really, yeah, amazing promise, um, I think, that psychedelics hold in kind of influencing the way we feel in our bodies and therefore uh, the story we tell ourselves and, our, and the thoughts that we have, the beliefs that we have about ourselves. Well, Saga, your work must be so fascinating right now, kind of looking into this and talking to people and researching it. It does sound like it's kind of the... You're on the threshold, or research is on the threshold of something really quite substantial, doesn't it? It's really exciting, yeah. Um, and it's very interdisciplinary. You know, I'm talking to research, researchers in neuroscience and developmental psychology um, and, you know, psychedelic clinicians, therapists. And it's, yeah, it feels like kind of different disciplines are coming together in service of this this really interesting new direction. So yeah, it's very fulfilling. I like it. Well, thank you so much for explaining it to us this morning. Thanks so much, Simi. That's Saga Briggs. Saga's a freelance journalist who's been writing about this issue, also the author of The Science of Interoception and Healing Through Connection to Yourself and Others. We're talking about the merging of consciousness where you, you think that, okay, well, what does that actually mean? But when you break it down, like Saga just did for us, we can see that what it means is perhaps a potential breakthrough when it comes to treating different types of, of mental illness, including uh, types of depression.